There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, and welcome to Maths Appeal. I'm Bobby Seagull. And I'm Susan Okereke. And the aim of this podcast is to celebrate maths. We've been away for a little while, but seeing as today is National Numeracy Day, we thought it would be a perfect time to return and announce our second series. Woohoo! So we're <laughs> going to tell you a little bit more about that later on. But if this is the first time you've checked out a Master Bill podcast, where have you been? But we'll introduce <laughs> ourselves properly. So I'm Susan Okereke. I'm a maths teacher and maths communicator, and I love teaching maths to children, to teachers, to parents, to everybody. I love it. Um, and I passionately believe that numeracy is an essential basic skill like reading and writing. But sadly, in the UK especially, uh, we aren't that great at getting our students ready to leave school and feel confident and competent. And I want to change that. Uh, and so through the stuff I do, um, I sort of do a variety of kind of presenting stuff where uh, we're trying to change the fact that making maths less negative, showing that it's creative uh, and wanting to make people more confident. And that's why I'm online as do the math thing, because I want everyone to do the math thing. I like that. Do the math thing. So it seems like it could be a song. 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 release it release it out there here here first uh, so yeah in case you're wondering who this uh, lovely madman is my name is bobby seagull i am the author of the life-changing magic of numbers a journalist for the financial times and tv presenter but most importantly i am a school math teacher but i wasn't always a teacher um once upon a time i was a human <laughs> no um i had a watch actually it. i've always <laughs> yeah no watch it watch it i've always had a career with numbers uh, after uni i worked in investment banking as a trader and a chartered accountant, but I changed careers to teaching because like Susan, I love maths and I think that it should be something that everyone should be able to access. So we both think maths is something that everyone can do. And we got together a couple of years ago uh, to make this podcast. And we did that because we really want people to feel confident in using maths in everyday life. And we want to make it more accessible because I think a lot of people think that maths isn't for them, but we want everyone to think it's for them. Maths is everywhere and for everyone. So if you've missed any of the episodes from series one, actually, you can still give them a listen at your own convenience. And we cover, honestly, such a range of topics that will help anyone studying for their maths exams. Um, so here are some of the, a run through of season one. Um, so I'll do a couple, Susan will do a couple and we'll sure. keep flicking through. So I think the first couple we had, we had a discussion on place value. So we're thinking about, you know, tens, hundreds, thousands, and units. In fact, Susan will say, Bobby, don't forget the units. In fact, the other way around. <laughs> the ones. Oh, the ones. ones. Oh, don't forget the tenths, the hundreds, the thousands. So yeah, looking at place value, what it means. Then we moved on to episode two, types of numbers. You know, your integers, which is the whole numbers. Um, and that actually neatly segues onto what episode three would have been. Which is uh, fractions and decimals. 
kind of parts of number, including holes and uh, parts, uh, and the different ways we can kind of look at them and represent them. We also looked at additive reasoning, um, which is thinking about, again, but different types of parts, looking at holes, putting things together, taking things away, and the relationship between numbers that way. And then we moved swiftly on to the most, I think the most tongue-twisting mathematical phrase, multiplicative reasoning. Multiplicative reasoning. Um, yeah, it's, it's not exactly multiplication, but it's a reasoning that's used in problems that involve multiplication. So it's a, it's one of the things we could have a, we could have a, a master's thesis on explaining multiplicative reasoning. But we tried to explain it to you in one episode. Then we looked at actually one of my favorite topics, percentages, in episode six. And we then looked at the language of algebra, so we had a little bit of talk about why we use algebra, what's the point of it. And then we, in episode eight, we looked at probability, so chance, being a bit playful around chance and looking at thinking about games as well. So thank you for taking a chance on this podcast because that's the sort of probability we like on Maths Appeal. <laughs> um, Susan, honestly, this is the sort of level of humour and intrigue that you get on Maths Appeal. I'd like uh, to think Bobby is going to get better, but hey, hey, oh, no oh, promises. But I'd like to think we're just starting and it's just going to get wrapped this up. Time, we're just getting space. warmed up, getting yeah. warmed up. So episode three squared or nine was all about stats because when people often learn about probability, I think it's quite natural to look at how stats is presented, what it means in the world. Um, and then we moved on to... Uh, the world of geometry and it was on uh, angles and lines you know acute angles obtuse angles what are lines what is a line it's a quite a philosophical question what is a point Euclid can help you there <laughs> and uh, episode 11 we then took the geometry and thinking around sort of space and we did 2d and 3d shape uh, and we had a lot of discussion around that and we also then looked at measure in episode 12 which was quite broad looking at different types of measure from some time to um, measuring lengths and, and weight but all of it we were talking about how math is used in the world and also how we as teachers showcase it to our students and we kind of wanted to encourage discussion around it so, um, so that's what we did in those episodes but we also while we were there we also chatted to some fantastic guests who are maths champions who love maths and share their love of maths in a variety of ways wonderful people like the incredible legend that is johnny ball who famous maths person uh, on the t television in 1970s and 1980s a lot of people who are mathematicians now got into it because of him uh, we also spoke to the wonderful simon doctor simon singh who is the author of fermat's last theorem um, and the simpsons and maths secrets uh, and he founded the incredible project and charity Parallel, where um, they do incredible questions for mm. students who are really quite confident in maths. Yeah. And so the whole point, one of the big things he wants to, to do is to sort of push maths at a higher level to more students in school, which is just an amazing kind of um, view. And then we spoke to the great Dr. Anne-Maria Maffedon, who you might know from Countdown. Child Prodigy uh, did her maths GCSE when she was like eight, I think, or something, 11. Something, something, something ridiculous. Tiny. But she's also doing amazing work in tech, trying to encourage young girls or people who identify as, as female to get into STEM, which is like an incredible cause uh, and, you know, incredible chat. So we've both these wonderful people. And we also spoke to the then mm. CEO of National Numeracy Charity, Mike Ellicock, and he talked to us about this charity, National Numeracy, that we absolutely love. And they are trying to 
Um, tell us more, actually, Bobby. What are National Numeracy trying to do? So they as are an ambassador. Actually, as an, an ambassador. ambassador. I got my badge on. Yeah. Um, pr- proudly wearing my badge. Actually, I've actually got a mug here. You can't see. It's actually um, I'm, it's behind me. I will show you the mug later. There's a National Numeracy mug. But they are an one. independent charity set up in 2012. So 2012 was known for the London 2012 Olympics, but also National Numeracy being formed. And their mission is really just to raise the lower levels of numeracy among both adults and children. Uh, because in the UK, there's quite a shocking stat that mm. nearly one in two adults have the numeracy skills that you'd expect from an 11-year-old primary child. Listen to that again. Nearly one in two adults have the numeracy skills you'd expect from an 11-year-old primary child. So clearly, mm-hmm. something's going wrong. Um, and national numeracy are trying to challenge that and rectify that by promoting the importance of everyday math skills. And one of the ways they do that is every single year they have a National Numeracy Day where they try to show that maths is, shouldn't be that scary and encourage people to take a numeracy challenge so they can almost like do an MOT to address their maths issues. Uh, and even this year, a big number natter, first of many, where people are having conversations about numbers uh, to, again, make the subject feel less... Demystify it. Yeah, and also make it make everyone understand that you know help everyone understand that maths is isn't something to be feared. Because I think a lot of people do find it scary, uh, and that's kind of so. As a charity, they kind of are in, we're in the same on the same page as them. We want to take away the fear factor of mm. maths and make it seem a bit more fun. So paper cuts scary. Maths not scary. <laughs> Honestly, paper, yeah, I mean, paper cuts and lemon juice. That is oh, terrifying. Oh no, that is bad. That is that is stuff of nightmares here. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, it's exciting times. Uh, series two of Mass Appeal is going to launch in a couple of weeks on the 6th of June, which should be just around, is the, that's Maths GCSE. If you're in uh, England or the Nor- Northern Ireland, the Maths GCSE exam, 6th of June, uh, paper two, it might be a terrible day or a wonderful day, but it will definitely be an excellent day <laughs> when you listen to Maths Appeal series two, episode one. And in fact, this season, we're going to focus um, a lot on the importance of problem solving and mathematical thinking. And I know sometimes teachers or even students might think, oh, is problem solving just a worded question? It can be worded questions, often is, but actually it's much more than that. It's almost like a a way of thinking, a way of approaching problems, which will help you in maths, but we think actually can help you outside of maths as well, because life is full of problems, you know. And we want to highlight the fact there's different ways sometimes of solving problems. And as, a, as maths teachers, we are fully aware of how difficult it is to, you know, 
teach problem solving because actually there's so many different ways you can do things and we really believe that um to be able to get good at problem solving you need to practice problem solving and that's kind of exactly what you want to sort of showcase in this series you know the best way to learn how to problem solve is to solve problems and that's who'd have what we're going that? to be doing who'd have thought yeah. that i mean who knew <laughs> yeah problem solving doing more problem solving um, but what I think we want to show is that it's fun to do maths together. Of mm -hmm. course, maths can be a solo activity where you're doing problems yourself and you're learning times tables when you're in primary school. But actually, it can be a, an activity which people enjoy with others. Um, yeah. And we'd love to be able to help you. So if you have, if there are any specific skills you'd like to learn or any even questions that you're like, da I don't know how dancing. to. Uh, can you teach me how to dance? Oh, Bobby. I mean, <laughs> I could teach you a couple of steps, but that's not guaranteed. It's a different problem to solve. Oh, that's a different problem. one. Okay, sorry. Wrong um, podcast. Okay. So <laughs> we're going to try and keep it specific to maths. So problems specific to maths, if that's okay, Bobby. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. We can that's bring fine. in some dancing later, but not quite yet. If you uh, listening are really interested and you want to kind of get more involved and you you have some good problems to share of any skills that you really want us to kind of look into and uh, do, can you tweet us at, at maths appeal? And if there's anything that you would like us to cover, then get in touch with us So at Maths Appeal. Every episode, we're going to feature a maths question, which we will work through together. And we hope by the end of that process, you're going to feel a, a little bit more confident and knowledgeable. So here is the one that we're going to do today. So Susan, would you rather get a penny that doubles every day for a month or one million pounds so would you rather get a penny that doubles every day for a month or one million pounds i want to say dollars sounds cooler like one million dollars but one million pounds know. yeah one million pounds doesn't Stop sound quite as like but i think you'd probably want the million pounds with regards to exchange rates no oh yeah of course yeah there's inflation as well Mm, um. mm. Ah, but then do you or do you want the penny? So this is the question, right? Mm. So as we do these questions every episode, we're going to kind of go through some of the same prompt questions to help to kind of almost showcase the thinking that we're having. When we first get the question, the question I'd like to ask is, how do you feel when you first heard the question? So I'm asking myself because you read the question to me, Bobby. <laughs> how did I feel hearing that question? Okay, how did I feel? I know the answer because I've worked it out. But as soon as I heard it mm -hmm. and I saw it, I was like, there's a trick. It's not going to be straightforward. There's a, a trick. trick. My, my heart was saying, take the million, obviously. <laughs> but another part of my brain was going, mm-mm-mm. So how did you feel when you saw the question? Did you like, um, know it already? I think it's one of those problems that I've loved seeing in various guises ah. since childhood. Like, the you know, the classic one of someone asked for... Uh, one grain of rice on the first chest square, then yes. two grains of rice, then four grains of rice. So the, so let me go back to the first time I'd heard that problem. The first time I heard it, I thought, I'm never going to take the, the the equivalent of doubling each day. It's nonsense, because I'd rather take the, the million pounds. Actually, when I first heard it, just I thought, yeah, it sounded like a, a bit of a nonsense problem. Cool, so I'm going to jump in as well, because cause, because it doesn't start with one pound, it starts with one penny. Oh, one so penny, like, There's yeah. no way. That's what yeah. I thought. So that's the first thing. You've got thoughts happening. Then, does the problem make sense to me? Make sense to you? Make sense to you? It, it does now, yeah. It does make sense what they're trying to work out. So then, the next question is, 
that I want you kind of to be going through in your mind is what are the maths topics in this question? So what maths is in here? Mm. So like before we do it, because I'm so one of the things the teacher trying to help people get better at problem solving. I'm trying to encourage people to to think about what they're thinking. So before you jump into the answer, what's the answer? You're going, how do I feel? Mm. Um, do I understand the question? Have I got everything I need about it? And then also what matters in here? So what things in my toolbox of maths am I going to have to go into and use? And so when I saw this question, I was like, mm. hmm, this isn't straightforward. So it is, what it is, it's doubling, but... Yeah. It's going to get big quite quickly. So what tools can I use? What did you do? It's one of those topics where you can almost approach it thinking, oh, this could be an A-level or a first year uni like interactive question, or it could be a, a GCSE question if you approach it in a different way. Again, I thought the doubling, so something to do with multiplication, some sort of sequence, because we've got, you know, uh, 1P, 2P, 4P, 8P. So I think, yeah, sequences, possibly series, because uh, yeah. I think series are where you add up rather than just having it because we're adding it up this time. And then uh, I think as well, it made me think of, because loads of talk about this around COVID and stuff, exponential mm, growth. Yeah. So I knew I was like, something big is going to happen. Uh, so as you say, we're doubling it, but there's like powers of two. What does that kind of look like? So that's what was kind of going on uh, in my mind, thinking about the maths there. Are you up for sharing your solution? Yeah, yeah, let, let's do this. Can I ask, when you did it, how did you do it? I think the first thing I actually put it into Excel. Oh, so did I. Excel, exactly wait, I Excel, Excel. <laughs> so I put it in an Excel spreadsheet. I think I put 1P, 2P, 4P. And I can't remember if I just tried to drag it down to see if it picked up the pattern or whether I created. I think I might have created a little formula I, on what yeah. day one is. So day one is 1P and it's yeah. doubling each day. Yeah. So that's times two. And then on the index, you're obviously raising it to how many days. So if it's after, you know, depending on whether it's two days, three days, four days, five days. I think I literally, all I did was, yeah. it, when I used Excel, <laughs> it was, I just went equals, so the sum equals, yeah. and then the the cell, cell one, uh, okay. and then times, so as in like, but they use asterisks for times, yeah, yeah, times yeah. two, and that was it. And I dragged that formula down, just doubled every time. It's nice. And then just suddenly like by magic, and you just, you can scroll down to how many days you can, again, you can adjust how long your month is. What if it's in a leap year? What if it's... But, ah, so this is what, I'm, what I've, we missed out talking about, I think, is what facts do we know? We know we've got a penny. We know mm. that the other alternative is a million pounds. Mm. And we said a month. We haven't clarified the parameters because mm. what could a month be? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And does that make a difference? So you've got 30 days, 31 days and 28 days. So you have to decide what your month is and that might have an impact on what you decide on. That's a very good point, actually. So we, I think, well, what did, I just out of interest, what did you go for your month as? I just said 30, I think. Yeah, yeah. I went just to, like I a went nice, to, nice round. In between. Yeah, yeah. round number. And then I scrolled down and my mind was blown. The answer for 30 days is honestly insane, people. On the 30th day, it is equivalent to 5.3 million pounds. Just, the, just that day alone, not including That's all the days. And the just sum, the so that means, so if you think about it, you, you could have had your million and walked away from it. Mm. But if you waited for a month, on the month, the 30th day, you'd get five point three million pounds but you'd also have the sum of everything before then yeah. so it's a total of 10.7 million so 10 million 
737,418 pounds and 23p. I yeah. mean, I knew it'd be a bit bigger, but uh, that's blown my mind. So it's 10 million, 10 point something million. And I was like, imagine the question more. So that's mm. like a given. But what kind of other questions could you have that could make it even tighter? What blew my mind was mm. the whole idea of what day was it where it was just less than a million? I think it was, if you went from 30 days with 5 million. Mm-hmm. 29 days would be 2.5 million, more or less. Yeah, roughly. 28 days would be 1.25, 1.3. Yeah, yeah. And then, so so on the 26th day, it'd be, if you just had the end result, the end amount of the 26th day, and that was the question, you'd go for the million. But, because I'm thinking with regards to an extension of the problem, is Mm. in this one, it's an obvious win when you do the the calculations, you take the penny. I'm interested to know, when does it make more sense to take the million? Mm. I don't have an answer. I'm interested in other so people. So if you go backwards, so just okay, yeah. excluding Excel, so day 30 alone is 5.4. So yep. 29 is 2.7. Okay, yeah, day cool. 28 is <laughs> 1.35, yeah? Yeah. And then day 27 is just shy of 700 grand. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, so that means on day 27, the sum is like one point. Yeah, that's right. So day 27, the sum would have been of all the previous days about 1.3 million. Ah, uh, so 27, it you'd go for 27 if it was the sum of them. You'd yes. get more than a million. Yeah. Um, but 26, you wouldn't. No, 26. 25, it's... you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I feel that there's more scope for these. I love that this question. Yeah, you could change it. What if it's like, what if it's like, trebling or quadrupling makes quite the difference and how you start with a tenor instead oh i mean can you imagine so extensions we're interested to hear if you have any if you want to add to this problem if you have any kind of interesting twists on it we'd love to hear it um hopefully our talk through has kind of helped you Mm -hmm. feel a bit more confident having a go so we've given you some ideas of how to think about attempting uh, problem solving and that's pretty much it i'd say for our uh, special national numeracy day bonus episode and we'll be back in the series two in a few weeks time and we'd love to hear from you uh, so tweet us at maths appeal and if there's anything in particular you'd like us to cover in the new series please do also if you've got any extension questions on the back of this if there's anything you like if we tweak the numbers mm. could you think of a more interesting question that's similar to this one we'd love to hear that too so do get in touch and in genuine we'd love it if you could help spread the word so if you fancy like subscribing or leaving a, a nice pretty review or recommending mass appeal to your friends or students or colleagues we'd love it i think what we've got time for before we go is a wonderful mass factoid because you are the king of random facts factoids okay so actually you know you're talking about Excel and you got the a- asterisk. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember um, the French character? The, 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 I'm Obelix. Yeah. An asterisk. But, yeah. And, uh, so instead of asterisks and obelix, imagine there's a guy called Obelus. <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> sure. People are going, "What's this guy talking about?" So, if you want to sound clever at a party, right. you know the di- the division sign with the uh, the line and the two dots. Yeah. It's called an obelus. No, it's not. Is it? Yeah. And I'll tell you what I love about it in particular, because the asterisk 
which is an which is like a multiply sign yeah. on Excel. Yeah. And you got asterisks and, and obelisks. obelisks. And you got so you got asterisk and obelisks. Wait a minute. So are they not connected? So the the comic is not. I wonder. To do with I wonder whether I'm the first person to ever read. You know, I've never realized that till right now. Wow. Gosh. Asterisk and obelisks. Font of loads of weird and interesting fact. information. Gosh. Obelisks. But also, what I remember with that sign, the division sign, uh, like teaching it to the students about the idea that what it is also represents is fractions. Mm. So you've got your dot at the top, which is your numerator, yeah. and your dot at the bottom, which is the denominator, yes. because division and fractions are pretty much the same thing. They just look yes. different, but they're yes. the same thing. So, yeah, thanks for that. I love it. This is a great way to leave, eh? Know, Some quite, more information. I'm quite chuffed. Um, so, you've been listening to the Maths Appeal podcast with me, Susan O'Kareke and Bobby Siegel. Um, the music's composed by Kelly O'Kareke. The image design's by Calix Davis. And our producers, as always, Jenny Nelson. Wonderful. And we're going to see you on the 6th of June for season two of Maths Appeal. Bye.